Good day, South Africa. This is Kinga Tanayeska, known officially as On Her Bike. Uh, I finally reached your beautiful country and I'm so pleased to be here uh, to do my very first interview about my round the world trip with Bearded Fan Podcast. So, welcome to episode 31 of the Bearded Fan Podcast and thanks so much for joining me on this episode. As you heard, I have Kinga, uh, commonly known as On Her Bike, and she's on the podcast this week. And uh, if you don't know who Kinga is, she has been busy on a round-the-world trip since 2017. She started out in Australia, so what an amazing story. Go follow on Instagram or on her social media platforms. All the links are in the show notes. And without wasting any more time, here is this week's episode. So, pronounce your name, Kinga. 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 Is, is that the way you... Well, yeah. how, how do you pronounce How's it? How's my hair? Yeah, it looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you pronounce your yeah, name, yeah, Kinga? Yeah. So, and you said you're originally from Poland, because that was going to be my first question. Where, where were you from originally? From Poland. From Poland. Are you starting in the year already or not yet? What? The interview. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Oh, it's right, on. Right, right. <laughs> I'll edit that part out. Testing, so. testing. Testing, one, two, three. <laughs> I know we're on it. <laughs> when you, you know, when I looked at your Instagram profile, you said, "Okay, you're traveling around the world on your motorcycle," and you started in Australia back in 2017, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how did you land up in Australia? So, I was born in Poland, and after finishing my university, university, I immigrated to Australia in 2006. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much went there to travel, you know, and I, th- I thought it would be nice to have just this one year gap where I can, you know, explore Australia because Australia was always my dream. Uh, so I went there and six months later, I met my ex-husband and I've decided to stay and just settle down there. I lived there for 12 years before I took off for this round the world trip. Round the world trip, yeah. <laughs> so had you been riding b- bikes before you decided yeah. to do the trip? Yeah, 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 sure. I've been riding bikes uh, since I was 16 in Poland. So Mm. that's when I started, you know, and back then we're talking about 90s. I'm not that young. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I rode road bikes, sports bikes, naked bikes. And when I immigrated to Australia, I thought, okay, this is it. I need to go off-road if I want to see this country, if I want to explore it. And my, you know, my sort of then biggest dream was to go around Australia. Uh, and then I decided, okay, well, I had no clue about riding off-road. I have no clue what bike to buy. But I saw some guys, I met some guys at the rallies who had GSs. And I thought, okay, this seems to be a good bike. That will do. I'm tall. So 800 seems like a good choice. And then just took a loan, bought a bike, packed up and went around Australia. <laughs> oh, around Australia. Yeah. And when was that? That was... Ooh, 2013, Okay. 14, yeah. yeah, so you've been uh, doing adventure riding for a while then? Since yeah. then, pretty yeah. much, yeah. So, like, and did you get in, go do the training and all that kind of Actually, stuff? Actually, no. No? <laughs> I bought my bike two months before I left to go <laughs> for this trip. I had no clue. Uh, and I was so stressed out, but I was very determined to, to go off-road. Uh, and I would, you know, before I would... Pick the route because it's very remote. You really need to plan your fuel, your water, everything else in Australia because there are areas, especially northern part of Australia, it's so remote. Uh, so before I would 
you know, go off-road properly. I would go to town, tourist information. I would ask what sort of road it is. Is it corrugated? Is it muddy? Is it sandy? And I would sort of, you know, make a decision if I'm capable of going through that road or not. But I remember I was so stressed out. And that's what I say to people. Don't wait with training because it's the most crucial thing. Uh, yeah. It will make you, you, you will, you know, a little bit of training will make your journey completely uh, a different experience. You'll be more relaxed. You will not think twice about considering should I go there or not. You would just go and you would just enjoy it. Push yeah. yourself a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more with experience. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually amazed at how many people don't go for training. I know, right? Even even if it's for riding on tar or even off-road mm. kind of thing. I mean, it's, I think it's uh, something that should be encouraged. Like if you're joining yeah, a club or a group of people that you ride with, mm. the prerequisite should be that you've done but some training. Yeah, but I think, you know, when I'm looking at Australia or South Africa, uh, there is a massive culture of ADV. Now it's it's booming, you know, and there is a lot of education about the training. So I think, <coughs> uh, and there's a lot of options for training yes. in our countries, right? Uh, when you go to Europe, you don't have that many options, you know, and, and in half of the countries, you're not even allowed to go to national parks. You're not allowed to go yeah. off-road. So it's very limited. So it's, I think it's much much harder to get your skills up in Europe than you know countries like Australia or South Africa. Yeah. So when you did that trip in 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 Australia, um, did you do it alone or did you do it with? Yeah, yeah, some solo, 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 solo. Yeah. So there was good preparation for you. Yeah. You know, well, to do your actually, uh, you know, this round world trip, <laughs> I never thought it's going to happen. You know. It, you always dream about something. Okay, mm. so I can, can, I did the loop around Australia. This is great, but you know, work. I was working the mines. I was married, and you think this just will never happen, you know. But my sort of second route that I really wanted to do was from Australia to Poland, and I thought hmm, it would be nice to like have six months off, you know, four yes. months off just to do that one day. And um, well, things went really, really bad for me three three years ago. I had head-on collision with a car on the bike that I did uh, my first years. Yeah. Um, I survived, but I had broken hand, broken leg, post-traumatic, post-traumatic stress. And everything really happened within four months. I had a very stressful job, so I had meltdowns at work. Uh, I separated with my husband. You know, So everything was really important for you. Your your passion, your health, uh, your, your, your work, your relationship, everything just fell apart and I just literally snapped I got so depressed I was seeing psychologists I was on antidepressants and I thought there is no light in the tunnel I thought my life will never get better you know when you're depressed like of course this was sort of temporary depression because it was just too much for me at that time you know but now I look at it like damn this was the best thing that happened to me you know Um, 10 months later I got payout for my injuries and in Australia it's quite good money okay so I thought this is the moment now or never, mm. I've got the money, work can wait, and that's it. I took off, and then I'm two and a half years on the road, nearly three, and uh, I'm not even looking back. I don't know, how, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't see myself going back to normal job, you know, and, and even settling down. Yeah. It's just too scary for me at the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a taste for it now, and mm. yeah, I think I think a lot of us that work in corporate jobs would would love to be able to do what yeah. you're doing or have the courage to do what you do. Yeah, for sure. But I've, I had this conversation. I had this conversation with a lot of people. You know, it's not easy sometimes to make that call to leave everything behind when mm. things go good for you. Yeah. If you're happy in your relationship, you have a great job. If you have, you know, 
paid off house and you've got kids and, and all of that, you don't leave everything and go. So I think I got to, to, to I reached the bottom to actually rock bottom exactly, in a way, in a way, in a, in yeah. a way. And so I can start a new life, a new chapter. Sure. Yeah. Which is so much better than everything <laughs> else before. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, like when you work in a corporate job, you like almost wish that you get retrenched because then they make the decision for you. Yeah. Whereas if you were to say, like you say, you got a good job and you go, hmm, I think I'm going to leave this job now. Yeah. Like if something was to go wrong, you would say, "Ah, oh, I should never have made, uh, never done that." Yeah. Whereas if you get retrenched or something like that, yeah. well, that was that was you know the universe sent that your way, and well, you had to deal with it and make the most of it. Even That's if you it. don't, you know, even if you battle after that, you mm-hmm. can never blame blame it on yourself. You know, you can always blame it on someone else. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. So when you did that first trip around um, Australia, you said. Because Australia is remote and you've got to plan. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, how did you plan? Oh, I was so prepared. So I did it into two stages, actually. Because um, I sort of went to my boss and I said to him, this is my dream, can you send me somewhere? And my t- I had that type of uh, job that they could relocate me easily. Okay. And I said, can you just send me somewhere so I can go around Australia? And I had this idea that I'll be just traveling and working, traveling and working. But he said, no, 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 just go to Western Australia, which was exactly, you know, half halfway. halfway. Yeah, on the other on, side. On the other side of the coast. Yeah. And <clears throat> working the mines. I said, why not? Okay. Uh, so I did first first half in one, one, one month, which was, I was very prepared. I prepared, I did the research about all the national parks, about all the free camping spots. You know, that was really, really like, I had a limited time, so I had to be prepared, what I wanted to see. And a year later, so I worked in mines for one year and then came back through sou- southern parts of Australia and then I just had no research. It's like, that's it. This is not the way to, to, to do it. I just took off and just worked it out on the way. Yeah, and this is pretty much, that's how I'm traveling now because m- if I start planning my plans, I keep changing every three days. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I suppose that's the nice thing about it. You have the freedom to yeah. to change your plans as you go along. Yeah. Because I don't have deadline. Yeah, because sure. Because I, yeah, because I can, you know, I don't, I don't need to stress out about being somewhere at certain times. So that's yeah. really, really gives you the sense of freedom. So when you decided, okay, now you're doing the round the world thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was it the round the world thing or were you saying you're going to do the trip to Poland? Well, uh, no, I knew it's going, well, sort of, I knew I'm going to get to Poland and, uh, but I wasn't sure how much, how, how for how long my money's going to last me. Mm. So I thought, okay. I think for two years, I can be on a road for two years, but I'm not sure if I will circumnavigate the whole world in two years. And look at me now, I'm not even halfway. Okay, I'm sort of halfway, but two and a half years later, you know what I mean? So at the start of the year, I ran out of money, literally on the dot of like two years dot. And I said, okay, I have to sell my apartment in Sydney. This is the time. And that was the best decision I've done because now I really feel free and no bills, no nothing, you know, and I couldn't really keep it. I still had the mortgage and and the rental uh, sort of income didn't cover the mortgage. So I had no choice. I had to sell it. But now I'm sort of, I can relax and I can just enjoy it for as long as it gonna last me i yeah. guess plus i've got a youtube channel uh that makes me a little bit of money uh, i started a t-shirt shop uh so people can you know buy my t-shirts buy and support stuff, me yeah. uh this way so it's, it's it's not too bad really it's not too bad live on the road doesn't cost you much you know my budget for africa is 20 25 dollars a day for food accommodation and fuel really Try wow. to survive in Australia or like even here for that. Yeah. If you have yeah. to pay, you know, rent um, a house, pay the bills, 
No way. No way. So, of course, extra bits and pieces when you're crossing the borders, you have to pay for the visas and transport. That's why the slower you go, the less you spend. Okay. So. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talking about the financial side of it, I mean, did you approach anyone for like sponsorships or have people come on board as you've been, as you've been going around the world? Yeah. Look, I've got, uh, at the moment, how many? I think six sponsors now. I should know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, cool. Uh, at the moment, I've got eight oh, official sponsors. And look, people ask me how to get sponsorship. And it's really, really hard question uh, to answer because pretty much all the brands you see, they approached me. Mm. So after building the content on my social media um, channels, uh, you sort of, if you, you know, your audience is raising, so you considered as influencer, and that's where the sponsorship starts. So it's that's very right. hard to to get sponsorship before you even do anything yeah. from from the scratch. It's very hard. But I, you know, I was on social media for since two thousand and what fourteen or so. So uh, I got in quite early. So you know, brands sort of recognize me probably. So uh, people know me. Uh, probably the brands already knew me, you know, for quite some time. Yeah, and sure. They already know what I'm doing. So it's much easier this way. And look, uh, to get money out of brands is extremely, extremely difficult. And uh, you have to be on, I don't know, like very, very high level of probably it's more for races more than travelers. Yeah. But even, you know, even uh, if they give you the gear, that's already a lot of money, right? Yeah, sure. So... You know, I've got jacket and pa- jacket and pants and all the cl- cl- clothing from Revit. I've got, you know, tires sponsored from Bridgestone. And I thought once I have the tires, that's it. That would be like my d- biggest dream if I could get, you know, t- sponsored for the tires because that's massive cost when you think sure. about it on long distance, right? Mm. I've got Rai who sponsors my helmet. I've got Outback Motortech who fitted my bike with the engine guards. I've got former boots with boots that I love that I've been using since I you know started uh, my ADV sort of life uh, I've got long rider gear who just um, I'm using the tent which is awesome I'm using uh, I just fitted my bike with new with new panniers from long rider as well TFX suspension just did the upgrades on my bike because you cannot go far with that amount of load without you know proper suspension sure. and lead you know all the gear all the uh, Neck brace, uh, neck brace yeah. water parks, and all, all, all that goggles and all that sort of stuff. So I'm very, very lucky, and I'm really grateful these companies, you know, came on board and 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 believe in me and and supporting me. And like I said, if I had to buy all of that, it's fortune. And yes. some so, some things needs to be replaced, you know, at least once a year. So or I lose them, or I break them. <laughs> that happens too. Yeah. Or I trash the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Um, so it's really not easy these days. And, there's, you know, when you're on the road, you think everyone is doing it. You know, like I know people who follow just, I don't know, five five people, they think they're the only ones who travel around the world. But this is not true. There's so many people who are doing similar things. Mm. Uh, so in terms of sponsorship, the competition for sure it's there. And it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. But it's a lot of work mm. because nothing is for free. They yeah. give you the gear, but you do need to promote it. And, you know, I'm, I'm in that stage where I, I I refuse to take brands that I don't believe in. You know, I truly love the gear I, uh, that I have. And for someone who's contacted me and, oh, could you try this and that? If I don't need it, I'm not going to take it. Yeah. What for? That's good. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Because I think sometimes people, um, 
you know, it's, I think it's got to that stage now where sometimes there's mistrust with some influencers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because, uh, you know, they just they got it for it, free. Yeah, they got it for free. Whereas for me, it's easy to write about it. Really, it, now now it's actually <laughs> beginning of the year. This is the time when I'm writing about my sponsors because I'm getting upgrades. I'm getting new gear. I'm getting new jacket, pants, whatever it is, right? Uh, but it's easy for me to to write about it because I truly love the gear. If you you know, and there's nothing wrong with promoting it. Like, why yeah. why wouldn't I be promoting it? It's, this is really good gear. So, so yeah. it's very important to get the gear that you really believe in, and you know, collaborate with the brands that you believe in. Yeah, and and like you said earlier on, is that you know, it's not really for free because you've no. got to put the work in, and oh, so much work to get those sponsors so on much board. Work. You need yeah. to do the work almost up front. Of course. Definitely. Upfront. It's a full-time job with a lot of overtime, I'm telling yeah. you. So you've got I, a new job now, right? That, that's, what, exactly, that's why I never feel <laughs> lonely. I do, I do. It. It's yeah, a yeah. lot of work and it's like I burn out every now and then because, you know, the engagement on social media and I know, I know, it's, I, I, there's only so much time you can spend, you know, if you think about it, okay, my blog, writing. I hate writing, but I do it because I think it's important to, 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 to have written blog for people who follow my footsteps and with a map and explanation about the country. Plus it's my diary. It's my, my diary that, you know, if I ever lose my data, if I ever lose my backups or whatever, it's there. And I will always remember what happened, right? Sure. Same with the videos. I do it because I want to keep these memories for myself, although it's a hell of work. Yeah. Uh, and then Instagram, then Facebook, and then, you know, lots of engagement, lots of messages. So I, I must apologize for everyone who I never <laughs> replied to the message or, or comment because it's just really overwhelming and it, it, there's only 24 hours in, in a day. Yeah, sure. Uh, you cannot do it all. And above all, I'm supposed to travel and enjoy it, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, exactly. You've got to get that balance right. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, it works together. Getting the balance right between the social media as well as doing the yeah, writing. Because yeah, yeah, for sure. you're not doing the writing, you don't have the content. It. And if you don't have the exactly. content, you're not doing the writing kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's great. But going back to um, like in the beginning now, were you thinking, okay, now you're going to, you had this dream, you've got some financial, you know, you've got some money in the bank that you can now use to go. Like, okay, how do you decide where to go first? <laughs> I mean, did you have that in your head already? Okay, or did so my you biggest dream was Mongolia. And I knew I need to plan my route before, you know, leaving Australia, I need to plan my route the way so I can cross Mongolia because I've been dreaming about this country for so long. So I did. So, so I shipped my bike from Australia to Korea, then Vladivostok, road to Siberia, Mongolia, all the stands, Europe, then stayed there over winter, entered Africa a year ago. When I was entering, you know what? I tell you, I didn't want to come here. I didn't Wait, want to, to come Africa to, to Africa. I thought it's gonna be bad. I thought I'm gonna get malaria. I thought pe I don't know. People won't be friendly. I just thought there would be so many risks, but bad roads, no, no um, medical care, you know, assistance, and I just, you know, all these things that people think that can bad things can happen to you. That's my idea of Africa was, but I thought, okay, don't be week you're going around the world you have to include uh africa so i thought okay i'll do the east coast because it's more scenic more animals more touristy i'll mm. take it easy on the east coast and literally halfway through east coast i already knew i'm, I'm going around uh, africa and i'm not That's leaving for a long long time i just i don't know africa is like a drag it's really it's so different than every other continent you know and now that i realize there's no need to rush there's no deadline, there's no season, there's no winter, so I have to rush, you know, 
Australia to Poland, I have to do it with, within six months because of yes. the seasons, because of the, you know, the winter seasons. So I had no choice. I had to rush, rush, rush. Here, I don't have to rush. And mm. although you think one year on East Coast, it's a lot, I was rushing through a lot of countries. I didn't get to see everything I wanted to see. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm taking it easy. This Probably until the end of the year, I'll be just enjoying southern part of Africa. I'll have to fly to Poland to, for a little surgery and then come back. And then next year I'll be doing west coast of Africa. Okay, that's great. Yeah. yeah great. So, okay. So, Mongolia, you made it to Mongolia. You, I saw you were involved with the GS Trophy there. That was a year later, yeah. I was that a year, la- yeah, yeah, year yeah, later? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I crossed Mongolia solo uh, in 2017. Yeah, the first, first time. time. And then a year later, BMW invited me to, to, to the GS Trophy as sort of influencer, as media person to yeah. cover it on my um, channels, on my, you know, social yeah. media channels. And that well, was a great, great experience. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I would never I, do it. No way. Yeah, I saw <laughs> some of the videos. It looked... Looked I amazing. Would never yeah. do it. No way. I don't have. You know, I'm not competitive person. Okay. For me, the challenge is to go by yourself, far to unknown, and deal with stuff on the road. This is mm. a challenge for me. But to compete, not, not or, competing or like, in a competition. Oh, I'm yeah. hopeless. I'm absolutely hopeless. I don't <laughs> like the pressure. I don't enjoy <laughs> it. I think, why am I doing it? You know. So, uh, it's what's the point? I m- quickly realized. Competing is absolutely not for me. Although I wasn't competing, but you have to, you know, you're in a group. There is a pressure. Yeah. There is a, a time frame Some where, you, you know what I mean. It's, it's just just riding yeah. in a group is not for me. I'm telling you. Oh really? Yeah, not yeah. for that long. Yeah, not for that long. But yeah. um, up to four days, it's okay. Am I correct that you got injured? Ah, oh, twice. Yeah, twice. Both in Mongolia. Mm. So, like Mongolia is like my abusive husband. You know, I love it to bits, but every time I go there, he just mistreats me and bashes me and hurts me, and it's always. And I thought that's it. I'll never go back to Mongolia. But look at me now. It's been year and a, yeah, two years. It's been year and a half since the GS Trophy, and and I'm thinking, mm, I think I'm, I could go back to Mongolia now. I think I'm ready. I'm like, Jesus, you know, every time <laughs> I learn. leave, I said, never again. That's it. Yeah. But maybe third time will be luckier. Yeah. <laughs> but you all healed up and all that yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. After that's that. why I've got this after the GS Trophy, and it was so silly. You know, I was so proud of myself. Eight days, so hard. You know, so many injuries. There were like eight people injured, and I'm thinking I've done so well. You know, to sort of tap myself on the shoulder, like "Well done, Kinga!" <laughs> like 50 k's to the finish, easy road, nothing really serious. I just, you know, I was just thinking how I need to pack up and how I need to just what else I need to do before the flight and stuff like that, and just went on top of the rock. This, the bike span left, right. Yeah. My foot got caught in between the engine guards and just end up oh, with no. spiral fracture of tibia and fibia. I know. So they flew me back to Australia, had titanium rod put in my bond, which I need to take it out now this year in a okay. couple of months, and then I'll be good to go. <laughs> and I'll be better than you again. <laughs> well, it hasn't stopped you. <laughs> no. It hasn't stopped you. No, no. So uh, um, you've been back to some places more than once on your on your trip? Or is that just the way that no. your contents come out? Only Mongolia, it but it's 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 yeah. just because for the trophy I flew and now I continuously ride. Okay, so yeah. you've been to different places. Yeah, like, but I mean, some of these places you've been through that you said you went through too quickly and you didn't yeah, get to see. Are I you going to go back and check uh, well, them yeah, out? Yeah, sure. But first, I need to finish Africa. Finish then I need Africa. to go to America. So I don't know how many years I'll go back there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Unless there will be a project, some kind of project again that I can fly in and. And do that, but definitely, yeah. if I do another loop, though, I will start with Central Asia again. 
because okay. it was just not enough for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your your mindset is completely different after so many years. You know, you you're sort of not so stressed out. Then it was just beginning of my journey. I was like, yeah. you know what I mean, quite cautious. Mm. Now I'm just keeps relaxed. Just go with the flow. <laughs> it's all <Yeah>. good. <laughs> so I mean, you're talking about that. Uh, you know, like when you left Australia and you're on starting off on this trip, and you like, were you nervous about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was so nervous. I was leaving like, oh my god, you don't know what's ahead of you. You don't know how you're gonna, you know, cross the borders. Of course, of course. Yeah. You're you worried about so many things. But trust me, the hardest bit is to start. That's the hardest yes. to make a decision to start. And then once you're on the road, everything just works out. Yeah. As long as you're healthy, there's always the way. Always the way. Even if your bike breaks down, people ask me, What what if your bike breaks down? Why are you riding modern bike? Well, it's not that modern. It's like 2015 model. You know, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go on older one uh, because old bikes do do need more maintenance and look looking after. My my chili is very reliable. I only had one broken shock, but that was a regional shock, which was you know in Tajikistan, uh, and one fuel pump failure, which is ex- ex- absolutely acceptable. Acceptable, yeah. uh, taking into consideration fuel in Uzbekistan is 70 octans and it's filthy as yeah. hell and it's poured from the bottles and I had no filtration, nothing, completely, you know. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to go sooner or later. So, I'm very happy with the bike and um, I don't stress about what I'm going to do when, it's go- when, when it breaks. Mm. There's always solution. Worst case scenario, I arrange a truck, put it on a truck, get it to Capital City, order parts and work mm. it out. There's always the way. Yeah. And what I'm saying to people who think about starting, you know, trips like this, the most important thing is training, improve <coughs> your skills so you yeah. relax and do ma- training on your maintenance. Mm. Sure, it's modern bike. There's only certain things I, I'm capable of doing, doing but yeah. basic service, changing oil, you know, like, I don't know, tire replacing puncture. your clutch cable, tie, puncture. Yeah, exactly. Those little things. Those things, it, yeah. And you, you, you will be so, so much more relaxed if you got the tools, got the spurs, and you got the clue. And, you know, sure, changing the tire is freaking hard. It's probably, if I have to change it on my GS, it will take me half a day by myself. But you know what? There's normally, most likely, there will be someone walking past yeah. and you can just tell tell them what to do to help you out with to push, to pull, whatever. Yeah, if it's too hard phys- yeah, it's physically. Physical power, yeah. So um, I don't stress out about that, yeah. that sort of stuff. But I think sometimes people would be put off by that that they don't yeah, know yeah, what to expect yeah, yeah, like but like you say i mean the best thing to do is just start and obviously be prepared mm. you know training it's better it's better, yeah, it's better. It's more, it's much better, more relaxed yeah. you'll be much more relaxed about that like you know research what tools to and i mean there are lots of people like you say there are lots of people who have done this kind yeah, of stuff yeah, so there are lots of people you can engage with to, Absolutely. to, to find out yeah. and there's so much information everywhere like yeah. on horizons unlimited or like people already done this been there they wrote about it they did a youtube video about it so it's it's just a matter of preparation and yeah. research really yeah yeah and then just for yourself as a woman riding through these different countries i mean safety wise and all that kind of thing i mean was that a oh, look really the most dangerous country in that terms that you know i was concern about my safety was mongolia i was just really unlucky with people and that's what i mean it's it's so personally and you, i cannot say mongolia is, will be like this for for anyone because it, it won't be you know everyone who i know who went from mongolia had the best time and no problem you know so yeah. it's, it's completely i just i was just unlucky but apart from and one time in uh, azerbaijan i was quite 
concern about my safety sleeping in uh, camping in um sort of in the woods and two guys came and sort of I thought they're going to go into my tent but they didn't which was good but I really thought it was very very close. Yeah. Since then nothing really happened and especially here in Africa I think it's actually better to be a woman and travel. Uh it's easier for for women um for example, Ethiopia, you know, a lot of guys who go through Ethiopia say, oh, this is so bad. People are so mean to you and they throw rocks and they do this and they do that. And I was like, oh, there's all these bad feelings about Ethiopia, you know, because all these bad stories. It turned out these all bad stories are coming from men because the thing is men have really, white men have, quite bad reputation in Ethiopia because okay. they come there for sex tourism. So yeah. local men hate them. Mm. But if you're a woman, no problem. If you're a couple, no problem. Clearly you come oh, really? there to, to enjoy the country and they're super nice to you. Okay. So like I said, like I actually think it's easier. And you know, uh, I, I think bike itself gives me so much... It, bike is my safety net. As long as I'm near the bike or with the bike... Uh, I feel that men, especially here in Africa and probably in a lot of uh, Asian countries as well, they feel intimidated, so they just leave you alone and they don't want, don't know how to approach you. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's, a, that's good a good thing. thing. I never thought of it that way. But the moment I'm without a bike and I'm walking on, a, you know, on this, especially in Egypt, Egypt was the worst for that. And you, you know, you take your backpack and go for, for work from the hostel, and then all the whistling starts, all this, you know, comments and all this. I'm thinking, I don't know how backpackers travel. This is shit. Excuse yeah. my language. Yeah, it's fine. You but, can swear. <laughs> go, go wild. <laughs> but but uh, bike gives me so much safe. Sa- what is it? Yeah, safety. Safety. Yeah. yeah, I just feel so safe when I'm when I'm on a bike. In terms of people, just don't approach me. Men yeah. feel intimidated, and that's great. And they just everyone, everyone is nice. Everyone respects you because you you the girl on the motorcycle that they probably not capable of riding, right? Mm. So it's really not that bad. I think it's it's um it's got a lot of advantages. The only disadvantage you can get raped, so that's bad. And yeah. I think that's the only worry that I have, you know. Because yeah. if but you I mean you've never, I mean all the time that you've gone, you've never felt twice only, yeah. Only but twice. nothing, but nothing happened. Yeah. But I did. I I, w- I was really really scared that yeah. time, and that w- that wasn't nice. But then again, everything worked out. Yeah, worked out. Worked out for the best. So uh, nothing really touch wood happened to me, and hopefully nothing will happen. (laughs) Yeah, and then I I mean, do you do you like you got any pepper spray with you or any that kind of thing? I finally purchased it here here in South Africa. Actually, I did have it like a little mini 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 one. My mom bought it for me in Poland, so I only got it literally this size and then i bought some extra ones here uh but when i was doing the first trip you know sydney from uh, from sydney to to poland i didn't have anything nothing and i thought oh i should have for these two situations that happened then i I was regret i did regret i didn't have the pepper spray with yeah so now i have it in like in my backpack in my tank bag i've got three different sizes that's great not that i'm ever gonna use it but i feel okay it's okay okay to have it i think yeah 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 well even for animals, you know, sometimes yeah. you just need to use because I camp a lot, so that's good to have. Yeah, to scare them off. Yeah. So you eventually made it to Poland from Sydney to Poland. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get there? So six, seven months, something like that. Yeah, to okay. get there, and then I stayed there over winter because in Europe you can't really ride. And then some springtime, I started again my trip. And, and then uh, from Poland, you came down to Africa. 
Uh, well, then I from Poland I did uh, post-Soviet countries, so Belarus, Ukraine. Uh, then came to Germany, flew to GS Trophy, broke okay. my leg. Uh, yeah. Then and I then went back four to months Australia. Off again. Oh, we off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I spent two months in Australia because of the surgery. Then another two months recovering in Poland, and then I took off again. So and then I went to uh, Africa. Okay, so you left your 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 bike in Europe when when you went down to the GS Trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was in Germany yeah. at that time. Okay. Yeah. That's great. And then um, you've uh, met Joe Rust. I have. So you, I mean, you know her story? Of course I know her story. Look, I, I've been following Joe for a long time. I think, you know, when I got on uh, really that social media, she was sort of started similar time as me. So there weren't that many women writers out there. And so, yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of respect for Joe. What she's done, it's incredible. Yeah. And her story is incredible. So uh, it was awesome to meet her. And we will meet at again. I hope she's going to join me in Lesotho in a week or so for a couple of days. So we get to write together as well. So okay, that's that'll really be exciting. Great. Yeah. 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 Have, I mean, you, have you had Joe here? No, no, no. But I am going to eventually. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, but I did hear her story uh, at one of the BMW club meetings shortly after she had come back from her yeah. trip around Africa. Yeah. And I mean, it was quite funny because when she told the story, I mean, she starts off on a bicycle mm. yes. from Cape Town, gets to Angola, mm. has, a, has a problem. Yeah. Some of her stuff gets stolen. Comes back, goes back again, Happens again, yeah, and then decides to ride on a bike, which she had never ridden a motorbike exactly, before. Exactly, so, exactly. And then, I mean, what amazed me about her story—I mean, there were quite a, you know, lots of things that mm. amazed me about her story—was, but uh, like you're saying, is that for her as a woman traveling through these countries, she didn't seem to have any problem. But uh, what she, if I remember correctly, what she did is she, as she was going to a country, she would contact motorcycle clubs or whatever mm -hmm, in there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and some of them would come and escort yeah, her meet yeah. at the and i mean she went into algeria mm. and um i think the the, the was it minister of tourism or the yes. minister of culture or whatever came yeah. to meet her at the border kind of thing you know so it's it's yeah so i mean that nice. you know that was quite interesting yeah. to hear that you know i would never have thought that would have happened yeah. And that was and years ago you know but yeah. then overlanding was not as popular as this day so absolutely yeah yeah so yeah, the, you know that was quite interesting, and um, I've, I laughed because um, you know the guys want to ask technical questions. So, like, what tire pressures were you running? Oh, are you like, serious? How many punctures did you have? I never changed my tire pressures. I didn't have one puncture. <laughs> you know, because like, at that time she really she yeah. she was a starter starter listener, exactly. so she exactly. had no clue probably. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's sometimes best, ignorance that's the, is the best. Ex absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, you were talking earlier on about, um, you know, once you get into this, you realize there are lots of people doing this. I mean, you met quite a few people on your on your travels yeah. and ridden with them and, and some of them you've met more than once. I mean, what's it like meeting fellow riders in the middle of nowhere? It's awesome. It's like this community. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's like a reunion. And, and you know, um, <coughs> Africa has been so social for me. I met so many people here, so many overlanders like on – any other continent, even when I was, you know, crossing Central Asia, I didn't meet that many, you know, c comparing to Africa. So there's a lot of people in Africa, a lot of them, and that's so cool that you can, you know, you get to to meet them, you catch up for beer, you, you you sort of exchange your experiences, where where you've been, what you've done, what to see, you know. So that's yeah. really really cool, and the community is really strong. And I think because of the social media, traveling is now so easy. You know, it's and this is another thing. Uh, it's a lot of work to be, you know, active on social media. But then I just feel so safe 
before I enter every country, I already have invites from the local riders, you know, with offer to, uh, of hosting me with, or like they, they, they can re- make me recommendations about the workshops or where, yeah. where to go, where, where to stay and stuff like that. So it's, it's incredible community mm. and it's growing and that's a really great part about it. Yeah. And I'm sure as you, you, know, you the more you ride, the more you post, the more people follow yeah. you. The more opportunities present themselves, yeah, so for yeah, sure. so for sure. I think you're going to be busy for a long time. Eh? Yeah, I'm envious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm envious. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, I was, was going to ask questions about maintenance, but you've answered that already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like you said, you're riding the same bike that you started with. Yes, same. Yeah, and I mean, the only issues you had was what with your suspension and fuel pump. Fuel pump, it. yeah, pretty good. Eh? Very and good. Punctures and that kind of thing. I mean, one puncture. One. One in a whole trip. I'm I'm very lucky. Hopefully, we'll keep this way. But like in two years, you've only had one puncture. Two and a half, yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. And uh, are you changing your tire pressures, or are you? Of course, I do. I'm just checking. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a little compressor there. Look, with I'm you. so loaded. If I don't, if I don't drop uh, drop pressure on the sand, even if it's yeah. a couple kilometers, I will never get there because it's just too hard. So yeah. what, why suffer? And I've got a compressor with me, so it's so easy. I, drop, yeah, I, I absolutely. play with my tire pressure all the time. Yeah. And also, I mean, you're not in a rush anywhere. No, I know and it's it's just so painful to go on full full you know full pump tires through the sand. It's yeah, just why? Why no, would you put yourself in a? Yeah, it's going to be more work anyway. Exactly, it's going to take you longer. Exactly, than just stopping and and, and dropping your pressure. You just can't control the bike. Yeah, that's the problem. And then, uh, I mean, you know, with you um, camping and that kind of thing, I mean, like you say, you're not really, you haven't like booked a place and no, you're not, you're not never. Like in a rush do, to get there. Look, uh, I did a wild camping. I love wild camping. Um, through first, you know, sort of part of my journey from Sydney to, to, to Europe, I probably 80% of, of my journey in Central Asia was wild camping because okay. there are no places to go and you can yeah. p- pull over anywhere and that's okay. And there's you can hide. Sometimes you can't hide, but that's okay. I was I was I felt safe. Uh, in Africa, I c- well, did wild camping in Egypt. Sudan was is really good. Uh, actually, I find all the Muslim countries are very safe. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Uh, as a woman, no one, I don't know. Like just, I just, I think when you rape a person, in Muslim country, you just if they catch you, they kill you. Yeah. So that's why the punishment is big, so the crime is low. Mm. Um, so no problem with camping with Egypt, in Egypt uh, or Sudan, Ethiopia, people everywhere, everywhere. You think there's no, and you stop the bike, and there's no one around, and it's like in three seconds there with twenty people around you, and you don't <laughs> know from. It's just impossible. So there, Rwanda is the same. So there are countries who are very, you know, um, with a lot of population, it's very hard to find. Unless you really go off beat, beaten tracks, but because I'm traveling by myself, I, I try to stay sort of in main road, not main roads. Sometimes unpaved, sometimes unpaved, right? But yeah. um, not to get in too deep into the deserts because I'm by myself, so I can't yeah. do that. Um, but Tanzania is really good for wild camping. Uh, lots of space, lots of you know freedom, and Maasai's are really good. They really shy people, so they don't bother you even if they see you. Um, but Apart from that, I would just go to the camping site, you know, five, ten dollars, up to fifteen sometimes you can pay. Probably in South Africa you can get to up to fifteen dollars, you know, per per night. And that's it. It's quite cheap. Or yeah. bed in a hostel. That's it. I I don't stay in hotels unless 
unless they're really cheap in Ethiopia. Hotel was eight dollars, so why not, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> what a luxury. Yeah, exactly. Well, sort of. Yeah, uh, sort of. Well, relatively. Yeah, some, well, some of them, are yeah. a bit dodgy, but yeah. yeah. And let's talk about your, uh, like your, your social media stuff, and um, so like when you're traveling around, uh, in terms of cell phone connectivity, how do you? I just buy local SIM it? cards, and this this is a real struggle for me. In terms of my, you know uploading to cloud and backing up because I literally could not do it on whole east coast of Africa. It yeah. was just impossible even to upload a video on YouTube. So I do have edits. I've got editor who's helping me out. Uh, my editor, she's a brilliant uh, girl uh, from uh, Romania, and we sort of work you know online together. So what I need to do, I need to upload content onto the cloud. She's downloading it. She's putting, I don't know, now we're working on Ethiopia. There was like hour and a half of footage from Ethiopia and we did five episodes out of that. So she would send me back that hour and I would just cut it in pieces, move there, this, move that, add this effect, add that caption. So it's still a lot of work, but mm -hmm. otherwise if I didn't have her, I would yeah. never get it done yeah. because for me to produce one video, to go through all this content, probably two weeks of work, which I don't have. Yeah, sure. So that was the best decision I've done that I've got my editor and she's working with me and we're really good together now. That we're getting, she understands. Yes, we, we, we've yeah. been working, you know, collaborating <laughs> for so long. So um, it goes, releasing episodes just go much, much, much faster for us now. But to do that, I need to fly to Europe to upload my cloud. That's oh, why my really? YouTube is six months behind because I'll go, I'll upload, come back, enjoy, you know, yeah. for the another six months, I, I'm okay because she's got enough, enough Material, content, yeah. content to work with that. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, logistics involved yeah. and it's, Africa is very bad in terms of internet. Sure, very yeah, bad. sure. I mean, sure, to do a post or story, or sometimes, sometimes I could even do a story because it was for weeks. Yeah. Not enough data, not enough the internet isn't just not yeah. not good enough. So but that's sometimes it's okay. Yeah, you know, that's just fine. offline people understand you're in Africa and you have no reception. It's great. Mm. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So then like for instance, like when she's done some editing and then you say you're giving her feedback, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that so you looking at the video as yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah, 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 so yeah. you've got, got to go back to so we've got this really uh, clever uh, program frame. Uh, so she sent me footage and now I can make comments as it goes. So oh I right. can stop, make a comment, okay. cut here, Perfect. add here, speed up, you know, like, I don't know, that effect, yeah, that effect, whatever, yeah, well, swap, yeah. whatever. So it's still a lot of work, but at least the videos are done the way I want it. Want, sure. want them to be, you know, and everything is in order. Otherwise, if I just send her this content, she would it would be just a mixture of footage with no story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what you're doing is you're creating a story as you go along. Yeah, that's great. I'm trying. <laughs> um, I, trust me, people don't know any of the wiser because they weren't there when you took the video. So <laughs> you could do it anyway. They would just accept it as it is. <laughs> um, and then, like, for instance, you said you were writing a blog. So if you don't have connectivity, you're writing that. I hate it. I hate yeah. it with passion. What, writing? Or? Writing. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm civil engineer. Okay. I <sighs> Writing for me takes so much effort. To write one post, and you would think, I don't know if you've ever read it, it reads, I think, quite simply, but so much work I need to put in to actually type it all up. Mm. So it takes me around a week. Yeah. 
So you don't have like a journal where you're writing stuff? Yeah, I do, but oh, I'm yeah. hopeless. So it's just a date, and then you town, can't read your name of writing hotel. And then, and then I was like, oh, what was that? Lucky I take a lot of pictures. Yeah. So I just look at, you know, my sort of going through my phone. What was that? Ah, that one. Okay. It's just sort of, you know. But yeah. I'm writing my blog six months behind as well. So I'm hopeless. But, and I really thought I have to give, give up something, you know, because blog instagram facebook you know um youtube it's just too much some people just focus on one on instagram or some people just focus on 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 youtube and that's good but if you do four of them it's freaking a lot of a lot of of time and i thought i'm gonna let it go i'm gonna let it go but you know what every time i publish my post (coughs) it get more engagement on post than then I share a video and uh, people actually read it and I find it uh, helpful to plan their journey or just... Oh, you mean the blog gets the blog more... Gets, yeah. That's interesting. Very yeah. interesting, isn't Very interesting, it? But yeah. then I'm thinking this is really, above all, it's for me and for my... Yeah, yeah you mustn't lose sight of that. Yeah. Exactly, but yeah. it's a lot of work. And yeah, sure. And I, yeah. It's just like he's upset. Every time I have to write a post, I'm like, oh, no, this is the time. It's time to write. Oh. <laughs> Trust me, everyone appreciates it. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. Okay, I can't remember my other question. Um, about the video, when you're doing, uh, like, what equipment you got? You got a GoPro? Yeah, what, what so th- I've got a GoPro. I've got Sina Intercom here, Tensi. Yeah. Uh, I've got drone. I've got my Pixel phone. which You got a drone? Drone as well. Oh, do you yeah. take that with you on your... Yeah. Travel? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to fly it at least. I, I try to fly it at least once in every country, but I'm a bit lazy. You know, <laughs> just yeah. So much contact. And you haven't had any trouble flying the drone in, in countries with No, I've, I had trouble uh, crossing the countries with a drone, but not flying it. I, I oh. always, because I do it in remote areas when there's no one around. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. They can't catch me. If they can't, if they can't see it, they can't catch you, right? <laughs> yeah. no, that's true. Yeah. And then, like, in terms of, like, batteries and how do you charge – you're charging three, it on the bike. Yeah, I charge it on okay. my bike. I've got three power banks with me. I've got lots of spare batteries. Mm-hmm. You know, the phone keeps charging all the time. You yeah. saw my quad locks. Yeah. You just lock it, plug it, plug it in, and that's it. Uh, so it's it's been okay. It's, uh, mm-hmm. That's not a problem. I've and, like, you know, um, memory cards and that oh kind yeah, of stuff, heaps, you got plenty. Heaps. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you have to because you can't really push it to cloud for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we forget that sometimes we've got the internet at home. Eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because I went down, um, I did the Sabi, uh, yeah, I did the Sabi trip in, in December. And I just didn't, like, I'm obviously my provider is just not that good in that area. I just didn't have any connectivity. So I couldn't upload any Instagram photos or anything. Yeah. I was like, so frustrated. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I now know what you feel like. Yeah. Okay, let me see if there okay. Right. So future plans. You've uh, you said you're gonna stick around in Africa for a while? Yes, I'll be in Africa for a long while. And then I'll be back to Europe, um to do the rest of Europe because of my injury. I couldn't really um explore the western not that I haven't been there, but I just haven't been there on my bike on this trip. Uh, so I'll do the Western Europe. I want to go to North uh, North North Cap, and I want to go to Murmansk, which is sort of another cape in Russia. I want to explore a little bit of Russia, and then cross to UK, ship my bike to Canada, and then go to Alaska, and then down south mm. to, to Chile. That's the plan for today. But you know, yeah, it changes. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's gonna That's happen? The best there. part, yeah. Yeah. So it's still a long, long, long way ahead yeah. of me. And like we were talking about finances earlier on, I mean. How long do you think you can go? Oh, I don't know. I mean, depend. Look, I can go for a few years. Mm. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's good. 
And then, you know, sometimes you hear about people they'll travel and then they'll stick around and then work. Bits, yeah. And then they'll travel a bit. But for me, my work is social media, you know. Um, so, you know, YouTube is picking up. So hopefully, maybe within time, I'll be earning. You'll be able to monetize. Yeah. I mean, I am earning quite good money at the moment. So I can. What, from, I c- from social media? From YouTube. From, from YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? From the, from what, the like apps. advertising? Yeah, 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 yeah. So as long as you've got rights to your music, you're getting paid. Yeah. So it's quite good, quite good uh, sort of you know a way of making money. Okay, well that's yeah. great. That's good to hear because I mean, ideally that's what you like. Yeah, absolutely. Want. Well, I'm putting so much work into it. Yeah, so, yeah. need some payoff w- there. Huh? Would be nice <laughs> if you paid off. Yeah, but within well, time great. it's just growing and growing. So I think I'll just. Well, I'm glad know, to hear that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Just continue doing that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So. Answered all my questions. There you go. See, without me even asking, them, <laughs> without asking them, because <laughs> I know what people gonna ask <laughs> all the time. The same yeah. questions. Oh damn, man! I thought I was gonna <laughs> ask some unique, unique questions. No, but really. actually, you are my second inter- the the first interview I did over the phone for ADV Rider, but that was written yeah. like, written down. Okay, you the f- really like. first one after I reached the bottom of Africa. So okay, yeah, I haven't done any other interviews. Thanks, Kinga, for coming through. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. It was very nice to meet you. <laughs> That's cool. Thanks. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As usual, all the connections or all the links are in the show notes. So please do yourself a favor. Uh, go follow Kinga on her social media platforms and follow her journey around Africa. As you heard, she's going to spend a lot of time in Africa, which I think is amazing. For you motorcyclists out there that are adventure riders that are wanting to do that trip into Africa, I think there's some inspiration there um, for us to just make it happen. Anyway, thanks again for listening. As usual, please send me feedback in the usual places, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. And that, my friends, is the end. Catch you next time. <laughs>